0: welcome to the "How to Be a Dad Without a Dad" podcast. Uh, my name is Andy Griffiths. Uh, I'm here as ever with my compadre in arms, Jose De La Roca. How you doing, Jose? Uh, that's a better one.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> becoming better, man. That's actually pretty good. I so, know, man. Uh, uh, not that the first one wasn't good. It was actually pretty good for your first one. But like I say, we're getting—you know—we're here to improve each other, to help people yep. out there. Since this is the "How to Be a Dad with out at that podcast, and everything started because you and I met about a year ago, and it turned yep. out that we both are going to be parents about a year ago, and we both didn't have dads growing up. So now that we're dads and we didn't have dads, we actually just talk about our experiences as dads. Uh, What we do, what we don't do, what we like, what we don't like and everything like that. And we just try to give some advice to parents out there, not only dads, but moms, because I have about 20 years of, I guess, kids experience. My oldest um, nephew is going to be 21 next year. And he's, uh, uh, you know, he turned out to be okay. Not the best, but okay. And I've been helping my brother uh, raise his kids. And now you're a brand new dad, Uh, Andy. I've been a brand new dad. He's my son. And I'm in charge of him 24-7. And I try not to screw it up. And so I have a little bit more experience than you do. So I give you advices. I give you tips here and there. And we also talk about different other things, you know, like motorsports, like the World Cup. Uh, how you and I travel a lot nowadays so yeah yeah how's
0: everything Cultural with you differences guys differences between the US and uh, the UK as well but i think for me like you said like i'm i'm kind of a complete newbie to parenting like i've had um brothers and sisters but i've always been the youngest in the family looked after nieces and nephews but when i say looked after i mean like hey <laughs> Brother, look after your niece for like an hour, and then as soon as she starts screaming, I will have her back. Those sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, my, my experience uh, versus yours, Jose, is completely different. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely been valuable uh, talking to you about all different things that are going on. And uh, my son is now almost six months old. So, yeah, it's things are going well. Jose, you haven't mentioned your book. You have a book as well.
1: Yeah, well, the podcast came about my book. My book is called How to Be a Dad without a dad and it's available online on iBooks, on Amazon, the paperback, um, Kobo, Nuke, Google Play. So if anybody out there in the UK or in the USA uh, wants to get a copy, um, you actually helped me a little bit because you have a lot of journalism experience. I don't. I just have the stories. I have an accent because I'm not from the USA. Even though I live in the USA, I was born in Guatemala. So you actually have the proper English, and you helped me edit it at a little bit, and thank a you for that. Bit. And you read it for the first time. I think you were one of the three people who actually read it uh, before it came out. Uh, so thanks for that, and thanks for everything. I mean, you agreed to do this, and you've been really grateful to me and to everybody out there. You actually uh, provide a Xbox One game for anybody out there if he wants to, you know, still... I get it uh, because um, Andy actually works in the video game industry and he's in England and I work in the radio industry and I'm here in San Gabriel, California, which makes this podcast very unique because not only you're in the UK UK, and I'm here in the USA with both uh, brand new parents and we just want to talk about what is to be a brand new parent and help people out there. But talking about uh, the UK. Are you okay? Everything okay over there uh, in England?
0: Yeah, the England World Cup defeat in the semi-final hit us all pretty hard. Uh, well, I say all of us. Like, not everyone in the UK is into football. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um but, uh, yeah, I, I think the main thing for us after the World Cup thing is that we had zero expectations for England and they completely blew those expectations out of the water by getting to the semifinals. We've still got one game left. We're playing against Belgium tomorrow for the third place playoffs. Uh, we're calling this on the Friday. So whenever you guys are hearing this uh, and they play on the Saturday. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can get third, whatever that means. I don't know if you get, like, a spoon or, like, a medal or something. I have no idea. I you get a tap do, on the back. But, uh, Good job. Yeah, like a like a slightly, uh, oh, you guys did well. It's a shame we can get to the final, but, you know. I mean, um, yeah. But, yeah.
1: I'm surprised how well you're taking it, I guess, because, like you said, you know, your expectations were, like, zero. And yeah. um after seeing the first game, uh, um. England played I was like really uh, amazed and surprised and I actually knew a couple of players because I liked soccer or football um, and then uh, I told you they were young they were good and you were like nah 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 you know they always <laughs> suck blah 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 and then now you're all like yeah at least they got their you know there's a chance for them to get third place and I was watching the game and then I'm like I'll be pissed I'll be like super pissed that they didn't make it I'll be like raging like and you know, throwing bottles at the you know, I'll well, be mad, can... not at the players, of course, yeah. but at the whole situation. And you were like, nah, they did better. So
0: Yeah. Well, I mean you didn't talk to me. I we we were thinking about doing a podcast the like right after the match, weren't we, to kind of like get the jubilation or the kind of the, the tragedy. But dude, I, I could not do a podcast after that game. Like I was emotionally exhausted after that game it was ridiculous like we we could have got tuna up if hurricane sprayed it to um raheem sterling in the first half about 30 minutes in and then after that croatia were all over us so congrats, congratulations to croatia they did well, uh, definitely say that a little bit begrudgingly, um, and then you know they'll hopefully they do the business in the final. It'd be great because um, yeah. they're a tiny nation. They're a nation of like eight million people versus you know seventy million in the UK. Uh, and I, or I have no idea how big France is.
1: Ten million people living in LA County. LA County, not even the state. LA County, which is LA, exactly. Los Angeles. There's yeah. ten million people here. So, yeah, you guys what... never
0: produce good footballers, like ever. Like, never, ever, ever. So, you know, they're doing pretty well.
1: And the funny thing was that you got so into the World Cup that you got your son uh, a jersey and the whole thing. Yep. And yep. isn't that funny how we just like, um, like, for example, I don't give my mom a gift. I haven't given her a gift for years. Like, I don't even remember the last time I bought her something. Uh, I have to give my, my girlfriend a gift because it's kind of like a contract that nobody tells you to. <laughs> But when it comes to my my son, I don't care. I don't care. I'll buy anything for him. Like I just bought some stupid cars that he likes. He likes the movie Cars. Uh, five yeah. cars cost me thirty five dollars.
0: So. Whoa. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get uh, the McQueen dude in that though? Was he one of whoa.
1: them? Whoa, whoa! He actually has like about fifty five very expensive cars. In yeah. a way that he has the whole collection for uh, Lightning McQueen. He has nice. the racing cars. He has the the cars at the at you know when they go to um, um, uh, that town. I forgot the name of the town. And yeah. then uh, since there's three movies, there's different characters, right? So in the first movie, uh, where he is going to California, and when he you know they drop him, and they you know he comes out of his trailer. And all that scene, there's a scene where there's four racers that make uh, Mac, which is the trailer, (laughs) uh, uh, the name of the trailer, uh, who is, you know, he's falling asleep. So they make him uh, go to sleep. And those uh, four cars, he calls one of them uh, me. He calls one of them Papa, right? That little scene is only like about two, three minutes uh, it's very difficult to get those cars, but he likes those cars. He named them after myself, my girlfriend, my niece, and my nephew. Uh, so we were at the Disney store and they were there. Like, yeah. I've been looking for them for about a year and I didn't care if they would have been like 150, I would have got them, you know? Because, like, it's, he's been looking for those. So he's been playing with that. He goes to sleep, he takes a shower nice. with them, you know, he takes them everywhere. Uh, those little things were made out of plastic. Uh, They already broke. One of them doesn't work. Uh, The one that he calls me, which is the DJ, which is this funny thing because he's the one that plays the music for Mac to go to sleep. Uh, (laughs) I had to open it and fix it myself because it was so cheap made that I had to fix it myself because the wheels were coming off.
0: That sucks, dude. I'm glad you got to find it, though. That's really cool. I mean, my my cars. So I'm obviously a massive motor racing nerd uh, and my car's knowledge Essentially, I haven't seen the third one yet. The second one kind of lost me, even though it did have Lewis Hamilton in it, which was pretty cool, and uh, Jeff Gordon as well from NASCAR. So, yeah, they're they're doing good stuff. They're doing good stuff. Well, the second Um, one, everybody knows that sucked. So, and the third one, they had a Latina
1: uh, actually take the lead. So, you know, like here in America, we're all, I'm at the point where like if I see any color on screen, I'm so happy because I'm like so brown. So... (laughs) But anyways, um, so yeah, so we are brand new parents and like we're saying, yep. you know, like uh, we're here to help and you, Andy, have
0: good news, right? I do. I do. So I've brought a guest with us this week uh, for the I think it's our second ever guest, Jose. I don't know how many episodes we're in. Like,
1: I think we're nine or ten
0: nice nice so 10th episode 10th episode guest uh we have a fella here called joe robinson who i've known for about uh, a long time uh since i started in the games journalism industry biz um uh for probably about the past 10 years 12 years how long do you think we've known each other joe
2: uh too long is the official answer to
0: that question. <laughs> um, too long is the official number uh yeah. this is
2: my 10th year i think in this business so if we met each other from the off it would be about 10 years yeah
0: oh man man we had so much more hair back then or at least you did uh, i've still got quite a lot but um i think the main thing there's nothing uh, wrong about but, not having hair people totally i just realized i'm outnumbered on this podcast for exactly. having hair but that's okay i, d- I don't mind that um The great thing about Joe is that he always works incredibly hard and he's gotten to himself in a great place in the games industry. And he's a new parent like us. Um, He has a uh, like a daughter who's one month older than my son. Um, So he's been giving me lots of hints and tips like yourself, Jose, which has been really good. So, uh, yeah. Um, What's it like being a new parent, Joe? Like summarize it if you can. Uh, so so far what I've learned and this
2: is a pro tip uh, being a a parent is basically a never-ending series of half-baked solutions to problems you don't really understand Um, (laughs) and you just hope this stuff works even though you don't know why it's working Uh, but it's been a lot of fun like my daughter is is amazing she's the happiest baby I've ever encountered and
0: you did something last week as well what did you do last week that was exciting
2: Uh, I don't know Got married, maybe. That might yeah, be that's something. it. That that's so, the one. You, you got, got married.
1: married. Yeah. Wow, congrats! You must be Latino because first you had a baby with, with that, uh, <laughs> with the girl, and then you got married.
2: <laughs> well, it, it's it gets worse. I actually had bought a house before I had the baby. Before I got married, so we did this in completely wrong order, but it was great.
1: <laughs> uh, Wait, so she actually co-sign, uh, with you, or I don't know how it works over there, but over here you would like either co-sign or something, and then. Wow, that's a big commitment, even before you guys got married. It's like basically getting married without getting married.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've been together for maybe eight years now, and we've owned a house for coming up to five of those years. So, wow. we, yeah, we moved pretty quickly on. I mean, we're very practical people. Like, It got to a, a stage where to stay together, we kind of needed, needed our own place, and neither of us believed in renting because um, – uh, I know the kind of housing market's different in America, but um over here there was areas of affordable housing that would be cheaper to pay a mortgage on than it would be to pay rent on a similar house in the same area. So, um we kind of made the decision to just, yeah, let's buy a house and, and our first house it was quite uh, a very uh, deliberate split in terms of how we, what what paperwork we signed and and how the assets would be divided, you know, should the worst happen. But with our second house, we'd been together, you know, three extra years by that point, and we were, we knew we were going to stay together for a long time, so it was a bit more of a conventional co-signing agreement. So wow, so, so Joe, right? So Jose, you, you go. You yeah, go. so you you've, you've <laughs> been saying that
1: it's just about you know getting all these problems that you never thought you would have. Uh, and now trying to fix it with things that you never thought you would use or find out or anything anything that your in-laws or people who quote unquote know more about you that have told you what to do but you know it's totally wrong like for example here um you know i'm latino and and the latino community here they have all this like weird shit that they tell you oh if this happens you know you're supposed to put like five rocks crock crack an egg and then throw a baseball through the window and she will get better or he will get better you know things like that have do you have anything like that like since you have a brand new um uh uh daughter and do you have like in-laws that they want to tell you how to fix things or what should you be doing or things like that that you totally know that's pretty stupid
2: um not really actually we've had a lot of like it like my mom is my mum's very supportive but at the same time all she says is like she'll just like list achievements in terms of how I was brought up so she'll say oh you know I was sleeping through the night at three months or my first tooth arrived at like four months or whatever um so she won't actually offer any actual advice she'll just say what I did and apparently that's meant to work but it doesn't um my dad I mean um I kind of claim honorary or temporary membership to your club in the sense that my mum and my dad divorced when I was two. So I basically grew up only seeing my dad about uh, once a month at most. And then as I got older, that kind of eased off just because and he lives quite far away as well. Um, So seeing him wasn't a regular thing. So my dad, just I don't think my dad has offered any advice since Lexi was born. He just wants pictures. Um, But, and then my, my wife's dad, Um, uh, he I think the the best advice he gave was just put some whiskey and some milk and and that's that's kind of all we got from him other than that he's just kind of uh like he 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 likes to try and try and help but it's one of those things where you have to say please stop helping (laughs) because you're not you're not helping um and so I, I, I can't remember what else specifically he said he just he's just like oh have you done this have you done that oh it's probably this and he's never right Oh, um, unfortunately. I'm but...
1: surprised he didn't say Kalua milk because you know that's pretty much standard. But oh uh, no,
2: yeah, that's a legit drink. Kahlua he, milk. Yeah, white I mean, Russians.
1: He should have said that. I mean, whiskey milk. Who does that? <laughs> it's about Kalua milk. No, because uh, over here our our families have traditions and blah blah blah. Like for example, when a uh, when you have a brand new uh, uh, son or daughter or newborn and everything, you're supposed to. Have like a little wristband that is red so nobody gives you a bad eye. Also, like, uh, you know, my girlfriend's mom told her that the first time you ever cut uh, my son's nails, it cannot be by like a nail cutter or anything like that. You had to bite the nails because otherwise he will have bad sight when he gets older. So that's what I was talking about. Like, that's how stupid
2: <laughs> things are here. So, I mean. Uh, I, mean I wish I'd heard that. that. That sounds like it's slightly useful. Now I just got whiskey and milk and <laughs> milestones for me, like, which is the most unhelpful thing.
1: <laughs> you were going to say, Andy?
0: Yeah. So I think, like, what I was going to ask is how does getting married and having a seven month year old work like how do you do
2: that um so this is a question we asked ourselves right up until the day of like we basically had planned everything else but the question kept coming up what we're going to do with my daughter um and we kind of just tabled it to the next day you know forever until it got to the day but now what we had was i asked my uh, my mum to be the standby parent essentially if we didn't think we could get uh, my daughter to go to sleep during the day's activities because she'd normally go to sleep around seven. Um, mm. we're hoping to put her to sleep in her kind of, uh, either her pram cot or maybe her car seat, depending on which she was more comfortable in. Um, if that didn't work, um, my mum would just take her home because she's, she's come up to babysit a few times. Um, and it meant that she couldn't really uh, drink or kind of really get involved in the day in the reception part, but she was happy kind of being on standby. Um, Amanda, you were there. I don't know if you'd left by that point or not, but uh, uh, my mum did actually take me home at about 8 or 9 o'clock um, just because she wouldn't go to sleep. And she was yeah. happy, but she still wouldn't go to sleep. And yeah. like, when she's awake at 9 o'clock, even I know this this can't end well. So yeah, uh, yeah. she just took her home in the end. But she was fine. Like, She was very happy throughout the day. We were just trying not to get her sunburned because it was so hot. <laughs> so, so hot.
1: I like that term, <laughs> yeah. by the way, the standby... Uh, parent that's that's classic I'm gonna start using that for my niece because my niece is uh 10 and my son is uh 2 so she's basically the personal babysitter but I'm just gonna start calling her the standby
0: parent I think it's yeah. much nicer it's definitely a badge of honor right <laughs> like it's essentially godparent but no legal precedent so that's good enough that still gives you a fallback which is a good thing um, like I think the, the weirdest thing that I got ever told about everything in the run up to the birth um so we got like the the brandy thing for teething that's something that's commonly said in the uk for some reason that like, we got that from like four Wait, different people explain yeah that? so like that is essentially rather than rather than using ambosol, which you can get in the uk which is kind of like used by parents and babies to like uh essentially treat ulcers um what you do is you rub it on the kids gums and it's supposed to like numb their gums so you know it, it, it removes the irritation what we were told by multiple different people like uh it was basically to just do it with brandy uh so rub brandy <laughs> on the gums and you can do it as much uh, literally someone told us you can do it as much as you want doesn't matter as long as you just literally just dip your finger in it and then just rub it around the gums you're like
2: yeah, no, I
0: don't think we're going to do that. We're probably just going to pop into a local pharmacy and just have a chat to them and they can they can give us stuff. And, you know, if they prescribe brandy, uh, we'll we'll go somewhere else. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a bit of a weird one. But the weirdest thing that anyone ever told me about the whole pregnancy thing um, and the whole having a new child thing was we were at a wedding um, a few months before my wife gave birth. Um, and, uh, we were talking to this chap who had a little bit to drink, to be honest. Um, and we were talking to him, like, Hey, yeah, uh, my wife's expecting blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he was like, Oh, do you know the, the, the gender of the child yet? And I'm like, Oh yeah, uh, we do. And he's like, Oh man, you've ruined it. You've ruined the whole thing. It's like, what? What right. do you mean? you ruined the whole thing? Well, the day's not going to be a surprise. Now you know exactly what you're getting on the day. And it's like, n- n- no, the the child that we're getting <laughs> is the surprise. Like the fact that it's a boy or a girl doesn't really matter. It's still going to be different. So yeah, th- that's probably. You should have been like,
1: things. dude, if I'm there watching that thing, it's going to be a surprise no matter what happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Joe, did your
1: yeah. uh uh lovely wife? Did she have a normal birth or C-section?
2: Um, it was a normal birth in the end. We were worried we might have to go to C-section. Um, it, was, it was strange because uh, my daughter was late by, I think, nearly two weeks. She was meant to be born on like the 12th or 13th and she was born on the 22nd of December. So Christmas is oh. now ruined forever. Um, Poor and it was weird because we were going to be induced on, I think, Christmas Day. Was when we were going to be induced because that would have been the the maximum amount of time you could leave it before they have to start kind of forcing the baby out and that's when you look at c-section and stuff like that but we went to see the doctor on the 21st just for a, a final checkup, and my wife's waters had just disappeared like no one knows where they went like they they didn't leak out because my wife doesn't remember them going anywhere, um, but they were definitely not there. The only theory we have is that my daughter drank them.
1: Well, maybe um, you got dehydrated, bro.
2: Well, yeah, maybe. So we we went in on the twenty first, um, and it was a uh, I think because in the hospital we were in, they only class active labor as when you are a certain amount dilated, and it took my wife uh, I think. Twenty or something, something hours to get to that point, and then she was in active labor for an hour, and then my daughter was born. So um, it was it was quite a stressful couple of days. What did Um, you see the whole thing? uh, No, yeah, I was there. My wife wouldn't let me go home. I had to sleep on the floor. No, what I mean is, like, did
1: you see the birth of your child?
2: Oh no, I stayed at the top end. Um, Okay,
1: good, because
2: you'll be
0: you'll be removed, Yeah, well, they were like,
2: oh, do you want do you want to come like? You know, help out or like cut the cord, and I was just like, nope, I'm staying right here. I'm in a room full of medical professionals who can handle that for me. Rock on, guys. Um, I do not go <laughs> near that end. Of You're the like,
1: I don't want you guys to screw my life and be scarred for life. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. cool, yeah, man. Definitely. So the twenty second of December. Well, hopefully you give her a lot of gifts because um, my my sister in law was born the day after Christmas, and she said that her childhood was ruined. Because of that, because you only get one gift.
2: Well, I, I kind of know a bit what this like, because I was born on the 6th of January, which is, I think, barely two weeks after Christmas. So even my Christmas birthday uh, dynamic was strained by having the two events so close together. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's going to be an interesting uh, develop, developing issue about how we handle the fact that our birthday
0: is so close to Christmas. Um,
1: so you've heard if, you guys,
0: if you guys heard about the the thing where you because someone mentioned us to this uh, about this, because my son's birthday is quite close to 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 yours, Joe. And uh, they said, oh, you should do like a half year birthday thing. I'm like, what? what? you should give them like yeah. not a massive birthday and then give them a really, really nice birthday in like summer. So they still get a birthday proper birthday that's so far away from Christmas and all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we'll end up doing that or not. That sounds expensive to me. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you that. think,
1: girl? We're rich? <laughs> what the fuck? You think,
0: yeah, just go to this and that.
1: in summer, we're going to go to Germany and drink beers. Fuck it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, mean, I have heard that. I think we even thought about that just naturally ourselves. Like, should we maybe do something in, in the summer? And I just said, well, why don't we just pretend her birthday is in the summer and see at what point she notices. Um, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> She goes, gets her license. When were you birthed? July 15th. What?
2: Wrong.
0: <laughs> well, you should,
1: you should do what I do with my, because I'm a cheap ass, first of all, because I don't have that much money. And two, I'm a cheap ass. So, what we started doing is like we put $20 on the day of my son's birthday every month in a piggy bank. And since my girlfriend's and my son's birthday are like literally two days apart, we use that money to like take a trip. So I don't have to spend so much money in two fucking birthdays, you know? So what we do is like we put $20 or depending on how we are, $40 every 12th of the month. And by the end of the year, you will have at least like $500 to spend. And you could use that and say like, oh, if we're going to take a trip for your birthday and we could pay the hotels for this. And then your girlfriend will be, or your wife will be like, well, that's a great idea, honey. And you're like, ha, 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 ha,
0: ha. <laughs> I love it. I love a little bit of deception can get you quite far. I think that's an important lesson to have.
1: All right. So, Joe, have you been sleeping at all? Uh,
0: Yeah, I've been sleeping
2: surprisingly well. Um, Not as much as I'd like, but still better than I thought I would. I'm actually a really great snoozer. Like I can just snooze and get the effect of having slept. So I'm actually quite good at um, uh, recouping back lost time where possible um and at night i'm usually responsible for getting my daughter out of beds for the nighttime feeds and stuff and then i will snooze while she's feeding then i will briefly get up to put her back to bed and then i will go straight back to sleep um so is, it's 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 been a, a bit easier than i thought it'd be, to be so honest. is she's your
1: is your wife uh, breastfeeding
2: yes she is we she we're trying to breastfeed for as long as possible i think she wants to go up until about a year and then probably stop but she'll wow. start work again Uh, at the beginning of August. So we're not sure how that's going to change the schedule. Like we obviously, because we've been storing breast milk in our freezer, um, but we keep using it for things. So I don't think we're going to have much and she's not making as much as she used to. So we're not actually putting any excess away anymore. So we'll probably just burn through what we've got left and then we'll probably just have to uh, save actual breastfeeding for, like, night time and maybe morning if there's time. I'm not sure yet.
1: Yeah, so Andy was going through that problem. And I was telling him that, for example, like, my girlfriend uh, did the same thing as yours. She used to, um, she breastfed my son until he was about one. The reason she said that she was going to do that, one, because, you know, breast milk is the best thing you could give your child. And two, she actually uh, works at a daycare uh, preschool, and she used to hate when, like, little kids that are actually already walking and being little humans will still like attach to the boob of the mom, which it was the weirdest thing for her and for anybody. Imagine a two year old just, you know, walking playing and then mom shows up and then boop, there you go, start eating, you know, which is weird. But um, yeah. So like the reason I was able to sleep throughout the whole time when my son was born is because, I couldn't do anything. And so the point came out where, like, what am I going to do? You know, grab the baby and put it on her boob. So I think you should start doing that, Joe. Be like, hey, there's really nothing that I could do. I think you could just get up and grab him. And so you could sleep the whole time. I mean, not like Andy, that he had to, like, you know, go get the bottle and everything every 15 minutes and then give <laughs> his son. <laughs> so, Joe, you and I had a good.
2: Well, it's like, as as uh, there has been times when I've actually completely slept through my daughter moaning and my wife's just got up and got on her, but the way our relationship dynamic is, is that the more stuff that I do, the more kudo points I get, and then I get to cash those in for things, so I get to keep doing whatever I want and having a social life whilst she can't, oh, which okay. I feel a little bit bad for, but uh, hey, I help out. There
1: you go. Yeah, well, I don't have social life ever, but... <laughs> 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 this is my social life oh that's good man well so you're one of those lucky ones that actually get to store the milk and everything we actually had a problem with with my girlfriend where she was feeling like a failure when she couldn't produce enough milk for my son and, excuse me that was one of the reasons why I start we started giving him uh, solids like about so when he turned four months um, supposed to be six but they told us since she wasn't producing enough milk Uh, we could start giving him solids at four and you say your daughter is how old joe
2: uh my daughter will be now seven months if andy's is nearly six mine's nearly seven because we're pretty much a month apart so Um, yeah
0: pretty much pretty much well weird it's funny you mentioned that jose because we're like my son we're about to do that on his six month birthday so joe like how Did that work? How did giving your daughter solids work for the first time? How much mess was there? Like, what was the whole process like? So we started
2: at the four month mark because my wife noticed that um, uh, despite several guidances being six months, you could actually buy food that says four months plus. So there was a little bit of inconsistency in, in in the marketing. I think she she discovered that whilst you can buy food from four months, none of the utensils were rated any lower than six months. So it was like a weird kind of gap between the industry and the utensils. Well, yeah, you could feed it by hand. Um, so we it was it was terrifying for like the first session because we we honestly didn't know what to expect and we gave her this really rubbish uh, rice stuff that we mixed with some milk uh, and it was it basically turned to liquid instantly. So it was no better than milk. Um, and then from there, we basically just started making our own. So we just, uh, I you know I, I slow roasted a whole joint of beef and, and whizzed it up. And now she has beef. Well, she had beef for a while, but it's, it's all been used up. So, um, and then we've been buying stuff like some of the Ella's kitchen is a brand in the UK. That's like um, pure age baby food, uh, And yep. we use that for emergencies. Uh, my wife's been buying like, Uh, cucumber and chopping it up into sticks and we've got these other little uh sticky like snacks that will dissolve in a baby's mouth quite quickly so they can still kind of finger it and and put it in their mouths but it'll dissolve before any choking hazard arises so um what i mean once you get over that first session um it will be fine and don't be afraid to make your own food i'd say because they can eat a surprising amount it's just you've got to be careful of of basically how you season food really Mm. Uh, like there's a there's a whole list of, of like
0: You know, no goes, and if you avoid that, you're fine. Um, It's not like, um, so, for example, it's not like uh, someone was telling me the other day that they fed their dog a raisin. And then they had to take the dog to the vet. There's oh, no, no like,
2: there's no things like that, right?
1: No, you don't feed uh, raisins
2: to your. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Don't don't give them raisins. Um, okay, cool, cool. I mean, it's like, you'll you'll read horror stories. Like, I think my wife read a horror story about a two year old choking to death on a cocktail sausage that they just <laughs> swallowed whole.
0: Well, uh, that's that's gonna happen though, right? Like, that's... yeah,
2: but it, it's it's you need to use a little bit of common sense. Like, just make yeah. sure everything is chopped up. Yeah, quite. Nicely
0: or puree, yeah.
2: like um, because there's a difference between putting your baby on solids and baby-led weaning, which is a big thing here in the UK. Um, and we're we're do, we've got her down on solids quite well because it's quite easy just to feed her, you know, at lunchtime or at dinner time. And and yeah, it can get a bit messy, but I've I've got like a good technique now with a spoon, so I'm like a ninja. No. Nice. Um, Well, Uh, um, but yeah, you you give them something to hold and eat and they will just be like a proper spaz because they don't know what to do with it. And then they'll put it in their mouth and then they'll drop it and then they'll pick it up.
1: So Joe had like three months of like, you know, like, you know, building up to this point where he could just right here. We have this Gerber little bottle where it has like little fishies where, like you were saying, they're so soft that they they dissolve before they go through. And they're like banana or strawberry and stuff like that. Those things work miracles because if your baby if you take your baby to the mall or anything like that and he start crying, you just give him a couple of those and he's like, This is Christmas, you know. But yeah, like <laughs> when we we actually had four baby showers. And um uh, in one of the baby showers, my girlfriend had a little machine called Baby Bullet. And that thing will puree anything to the point that after my son, you know, started eating regular food we will still use it for ourselves to make shakes because it's so (laughs) good it's really amazing so it's called baby uh baby bullet and what we started doing with my son was the first things we gave him was like um you get like apples organic apples and then you boil them to the point when they start opening and then you grab that with the skin because the skin is the one that has the most nutrients and you put the little water in, in that thing, and then you puree the whole apple. Not the whole apple, of course, but you grab, you know, whatever you need, and you puree that. You also have sweet potatoes. Uh, you could uh, boil sweet potatoes and use the same water to dilute everything, and you could puree that. So sweet potatoes and apples was the first thing we gave um, uh, my son. So if you want to start doing that, is you know, and apples and sweet potatoes are cheap. Uh, it's nothing yeah. that... And, remember to use the skin because the skin has the most nutrients on it. So boil like a couple apples or, you know, sweet potatoes on the side and then uh, make sure they're soft, soft, soft. And the apple will tell you when they're ready because they open, they mm. open, they break and you can see uh, things coming out. So you take that out and it's going to be boiling. So make sure you don't mess it up or anything. And then put it in the, whatever you used to do puree or get a baby bullet. And then that, you know, it's just, Uh, The first time he had apples, he loved it. And, uh, you know, uh, sweet potatoes too. But make sure, you know, always talk to your doctor because you never know, right? It's funny because one of the things that you're going to discover is that, you know, your baby's brand new. You don't know what could work, what could not work. So you could always, you know, need to be on the lookout for maybe he's allergic to this, maybe he's allergic Mm -hmm. to that. I'm in the point where, like, I don't think uh, about being allergic because, you know, like here, like so many people are allergic to fucking everything. And I hate that. It's like to the point that my son cannot take eggs, milk, peanut butter on Monday, Wednesday and Friday because this girl that nobody knew she was allergic until they took it to the doctor and they did a test that they told her, oh, she's allergic to this. Uh, So now she's allergic to all that stuff. But. Um, we started giving him peanut butter at a young age because, hey, might as well start introducing him with things and then, you know, little by little, of course, you're not going to give him a whole fucking, yeah. you know, spoon of peanut butter, but uh, it's yeah. better to introduce your kids at a young age, little by little, because, you know, you may be allergic, but once you're introduced little by little, you probably fight that off or anything like that. Yeah. What's the best or the your daughter's favorite thing to eat, Joe?
2: Um I'm not sure to be honest. Like she Jenny is quite happy about quite a few things. I think broccoli is definitely a no go. Or, or might be cauliflower which is great because I, I I generally hate all vegetables so if my daughter follows after me you know we're going to be a great team. Um but so we've tried her on like we've tried her on carrot which is quite nice sweet potato we've done normal potato broccoli cauliflower um uh, I like to give a banana in the morning for breakfast because like, like apples, bananas are quite cheap, but I don't have to faff around with boiling them. So I just kind of, you know, mash them up, feed into to her as a kind of like a, a pulp. Um, uh, my, uh, my beef and potato and carrot mix that I made, she gave me some funny looks while she was eating it, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we, 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 there was a, like a load of excess beef there, which we frozen into like, uh, pellets now because we have we have these ice cube trays and instead of making ice we made beef pellets uh, and then we also made some sweet potato pellets as well and now we give her whilst it lasts we're giving her like one meat and two sweet potato pellets mashed up and, and microwaved and she seems to really like that um, she, she's wolfing it down now so wow nice. Joe's
1: nice. a total chef now so <laughs> be on the lookout for Joe's Robinson's book anybody <laughs> 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 and you know and like Joe said don't season you're not you know you're not chef gordon ramsay you know to your kid just you know boil something and then you know smash it or or puree it and then give it to your son andy oh one of the things about the banana like you said the bananas the one of the best things to give him because you could just peel the banana and with a little um with your spoon you start scraping the the banana and it becomes puree so you don't need utensils, really. You only need the banana and the banana peel. And then with the little spoon, you scrape it. And it becomes like a little mushy and you give it to him.
0: Nice, nice. So how does it work with regards to nutrition then? Like, Because obviously, I, uh, with my son, he's bottle-fed at the moment. And it doesn't replace food. It's more of like a, I want to say treat, but not really a treat. Like it's more of an oral sensory experience thing. Like how, how does the, the, the food work, like solid food, balance work with milk if you know what i mean
2: well i mean what what we were read and uh, one one last thing before i move on to that actually is uh um, i'd recommend starting you know, your son with savouries first because mm-hmm. if you start with sweet they'll really like sweet stuff and then they won't eat any savory or or, or bitter stuff so if you start on with the the rubbish tasting food first and they'll just like anything else that comes after it um oh true but, that
1: that's why my son doesn't yeah. like anything fuck You should have told me that uh, two years and a half ago, Joe.
2: Jesus Christ. Sorry. I I just remembered. Um, So, I mean, as far as I understand it, uh, babies actually start with a lot of nutrients from the mother anyway, and they get a lot of that from the mother via breastfeeding. and even if you're if you're bottle feeding them or with formula that those in the UK, especially there's very strict guidelines on how formula is created. It has to have a basic amount of all the, the good stuff they're meant to be getting from breast milk anyway. It's just not obviously uh, breast milk. But as they get older, especially when they get to the four, six month mark, um, they start either needing more or getting less of it from from the milk. So and you really need to sw- switch over their their kind of digestion to digesting solids anyway so they'll start taking those nutrients from the food in mm. addition to the nutrients from any milk that they're getting um and you know i mean you could you could stop breastfeeding or at least uh, giving your child milk from the mother now if you wanted you'd still have to use formula up until um i can't remember what the guidelines say now but um as they get get
0: up out... to i think it's up to a year or something like that i think but again like we like jose said like we're not we're not doctors we're just dads trying to make yeah. our way in this crazy world full of information where you do one google search on the internet and it takes you down a black hole that you never know where you're going to emerge from
1: well and, yeah um,
0: but but yeah but that, yeah that's I, good I don't think you could
1: give him regular milk until they're like a year or i think like 11 months but it's one of those things that they tell you don't give him regular milk because it's like super bad or something or they will not process it well or something i forgot
2: mm. it's a thing to do with the bacteria yeah because you have to be careful what like for example i think you can give babies certain cheeses but there's other cheeses you can't because they're unpasteurized or they're like you know they if you look at a blue cheese that's basically just bacteria on a like in a wedge and it's disgusting yes. but, it's delicious uh, yeah if you, you, know, if you smell it you blue probably cheese know it's horrible too. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but it's like so to begin with the the solid food will be a supplement to your baby's milk, but as it gets older, the milk will be a supplement to the baby's food. Mm-hmm. is is how I th- think of it. So once you start down this road of solids, um, just keep up with it, and then eventually your your baby will start needing less milk. is is what I understand. Hey Joe, it any is...
1: any any anything that you have experienced that you you never thought you that you would experience meaning like you never thought in your life you'll be doing this with you know at this point or you know like for example like did you ever thought that you were going to be you know changing that many diapers or did you ever thought that you you know anything that you have experienced that has changed your life that you never thought you were going to be doing or something now that you're a brand new dad
2: um i'm more comfortable with pooey nappies than i thought i'd be like it's just a thing now like if i open a nappy and it's like riddled with poo it's like okay i can deal with this this is fine um i'm just trying to think not really i mean everything's kind of played out how i imagined it was supposed to like my baby is i mean my baby is is quite happy i think i'll was worrying that you'd, you'd ha- I'd have one of those kind of really miserable babies that cries all the time, you know, and I didn't really know how I was going to handle with that. And luckily I don't need to worry about that anymore because she's happy as Larry. So, um, um, not really, it's kind of hard. Like things have just, things have just, uh, the last seven months have been like a blur, um, especially cause we've, we've had a lot of like wedding planning, you know, up until, you know, start of the month. So it, it, it kind of all gets kind of like blurred into one. So there's nothing, specifically that like I thought, you know, I, I did not think I'd be here. Um, it still amazes me how, how she grows and develops like on a day to day basis. Um, she She's like me. She doesn't have any hair yet, which is really annoying. <laughs> really wish she'd grow some hair. Um, but yeah, and other than that, it's not not specifically, no, not like could. It's I okay
1: can... about the hair. Don't worry about it. It's funny because we were at the market with my son. I'm, um, um, I just got a job where I travel a lot and then I was home for a little bit and then I've been home for a little bit. And then (laughs) I was with my son who has very like laid back hair, like super laid back hair where you like mess it up and goes back to where it is. It's a little bit long, probably to his ear. Um, And we were at the market. He likes pink. His color is, you know, pink. So there was a pink shopping cart in the market and we were riding on it. I'm proud of whatever. And three fucking people asked me. Oh, is that a boy or a girl? And he was wearing like literally Elmo tank top and with shorts and Elmo shoes. And then three people were like, "Is that a boy or a girl?" And I was like, oh. "So, <laughs> there's nothing wrong about not having hair. Don't worry about it. It's cool." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and when uh, when my niece was super young, when she was like a newborn, she looked just like my uh, my nephew when he was little. So I used to joke to my <laughs> to my sister-in-law. I would used to like always tell her. That she was a boy. That she was a boy, she was a boy, because she looked just like my my nephew to the point when she turned six or seven months, she pierced her ears and she's like, You see, she's not a girl. I mean, she's a girl now. <laughs> 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 this is okay, don't worry yeah. about it. Uh that's pretty cool, man. Anything you want to I wanna?
0: think it's sorry, Jose, I, was, I didn't mean to cut across here. I was gonna um I was also gonna ask Joe, like uh is there anything that you've been surprised that it's spurred feelings within you? Like, cause I know some people, they kind of, at least when you have a, when you have a, a son or a daughter or whatever, like what blew me away was kind of like seeing the happiness that other people have when they see your child, if that makes sense. Um, so I just wondered if, you know, if you had any, did it shock you how much you, loved your daughter or did it shock you how much you looked forward to coming home to see her or was there anything like that that kind of shocked you emotion wise
2: um i don't think shock's the right word i i kind of v- always been very good at rolling with punches and stuff but i've definitely kind of fallen hard for my daughter because she is amazing like she has the best smile she makes the best noises ever um and and yeah she's a she's a bit of a tart. she'll just smile at anyone and like she'll Invoke smiles from anyone who sees her. Um, and so, I mean, it's, I mean, I always wanted a daughter like it because we didn't find out what the, the, the sex was going to be before we had a, it might my wife kept looking up all these old wives tales as to oh if you know if you hang like this it's going to be a boy if you feel like this it's going to be a, a girl and, and she went through the list and basically it came out like a 50 50 split between whether it's going to be a boy or girl because none of the uh old wives tales kind of were consistent um but I definitely did a kind of a fist bump when I saw it was a girl um right in the middle of the delivery room it's kind of awkward but <laughs> um so I, I've it's I, I, I kind of got what I wanted in that respect and it's kind of like every day I'm with her she's like it validates why I wanted to go in the first place because she's just so happy so smiley um and so like wonderful as like a little little person um
0: nice that's good to hear well let me ask you this
2: has
1: have you changed in a way at all has it made you better has you made you more focus or anything like, for example, like I always said that I didn't want to ha- have kids because I had a rough childhood. My dad was never there, so I didn't want to be my dad. Right. So when I um, I always said up to like a, like three years that I never want to be a dad, I didn't want to have kids because I always thought that I was going to become my dad and ruin that kid's life. But now that I'm a dad, I'm more focused, I'm more concentrated, I'm always looking for the best. Everything that I do is for my son. You know, my number one responsibility in life is to be a dad, right? Um, has it changed your life in any way for the good, for the bad, or anything like that?
2: Um, I mean, I, one thing I was surprised, I'm surprised at how affectionate I can be with my daughter. Because I just love hugging her and like giving her kisses and stuff and... I guess I I didn't really anticipate being kind of, uh, that that affectionate with her, but um, it ha- it hasn't. It odd, life is oddly the same, except that there's now a tiny person there as well. Um, I mean, I it, my my day-to-day life is a bit odd anyway, because I work from home, uh, so I'm kind of always around, and I'm still always around, except there's now also my wife and my daughter who are always around as well so if anything i'm looking forward to my wife going back to work so i can have some peace and quiet for a change <laughs> um but um I, I it's one of those things where i can't if I, I probably have changed it's probably quite subtle and so i can't really uh, express very well how i've changed but i'm definitely kind of more aware of, of things that are related to kind of uh, you know baby safety baby health um, You know, i'm always kind of looking at things in a In a different light now, like um, randomly, uh, a friend of mine sent me uh, a little video of uh, her nephews just playing in like a garden or something. Uh, And my first thought was, "Do you have the parents' permission to send me this video?" Because obviously, you know, this is someone I know through work, so like I know her, her, her. sister or brother or whoever it is doesn't know me because obviously we've never met and yet i'm still getting images of of their children it's like you know i just double check you know it's kind of like you probably should be sending me this they're they're cute kids but you know i do not know these people at all um so yes certain things i have definitely changed like you start viewing the world in a very different light when you're a parent um but at the same time i'm still a nerd and i still like playing games so
1: well has uh how about you Andy? it's been six months have you changed
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've put on weight. Uh, (laughs) I have a love for peanut butter M and M's that I didn't anticipate I'd ever have. Um, Haven't gone running for like two months. Um, But yeah, I think for me, what's really changed. So I've always been a little bit of a workaholic in my life, to be honest. Like I've always. Because I've always done stuff that I've enjoyed doing, right? Like, when I was a games journalist, I loved that. When I, Even when I worked at retail at h like, I, I ran the games part of h and It was at my own little video game store. So um, with with a guy called uh, Noosh, who was amazing. Uh, if he happens to be listening to this, that would be amazing. But, yeah, uh, he was kind of a, a a really good role model of my life. But um, uh, I think the biggest thing that shocked me, because kind of like you, Jose, I didn't really it wasn't that I didn't want to be a dad. It just wasn't something that I really computed or even really thought about. Um, mainly because, you know, I, I, I didn't have a dad for, for a big, big, big period of, of growing up. Um, and the closest thing I really had to that was my older brother. Uh, and he was amazing and, and remains amazing to this day. Um, I think the biggest thing that surprised me was just, A little bit like what Joe said uh, when you said rolling with the punches that that is exactly what it is. Like I couldn't before my son arrived, I couldn't really figure out what it was going to be like. But, you know, I I, I love my wife dearly and, you know, it was the kind of the next adventure for us and we felt ready for it. And I think when I think back to what the delivery day was like, it wasn't like my wife had a fairly traumatic birth or anything like that um it's just you know when when you see a tiny human being come out of a hole that really that should never come out of it's it's always pretty pretty bad um but since then you kind of just go with it um like i i don't mind changing dirty nappies at all i don't mind getting up in the middle of the night i literally even though my work's quite hard day to day i i like i bound home from work like really really excited so i can put him to bed i'm happy to get up at like if he wakes up at like 6 30 in the morning i'm happy to get up with him and go for a walk or play basketball while he's just sat in the thing in the pram like laughing when i play basketball and stuff so <laughs> i think the main, like the main a, you thing, can't jump <laughs> oh dude i definitely can't jump like absolutely at all like i i, I can shoot hoops for about half an hour and barely get three three pointers in like it's ridiculous um that line two pointers I'm just as bad as that distance makes no difference to my game for some reason anyway uh the it's it's all pretty it's just been fascinating over the past six months so I definitely think I've changed but it's it's hard to see there's been so much change that now my son's starting to sleep a bit more and things are starting to go back to normality because my wife is going to work now um yeah it it definitely has changed me uh 100 for the better um put work-life balance into perspective a little bit more yeah i think the main thing is 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 kind of oddly it's made me more of a relaxed person i think because of you know you've got a living reminder about how pointless a lot of your day-to-day activities are if that makes sense and when you come home and and see the leaps and bounds that they make all the time in their behaviour, in what they uh, in just how aware they are of their surroundings. Um, uh, so yeah, it's just it's an amazing experience, 100%. Um, and it's only getting better uh, as as he gets older. Um, and yeah, where where it goes, you know, who knows? But it, it's all it's all a progression thing and uh, you kind of go with it. I think I'm very lucky to have a wife that does research um, because when I asked earlier, you know, like how does the solids thing work? Like that wasn't me being facetious. That was me literally asking like, how does the solids work? So yeah. Yeah. What, what about you, Jose? How do you think it changed you? Uh,
1: well, I think that if you are somehow ready, if you are a caring and loving parent is going to change it for the better it's going to make you more focused now you understand that it's not about you anymore it's all about your kids all you want in life is for your kids to be okay to be healthy to be better than you in order for that to be a reality you need to work hard you need to take care of yourself and so on so if you're a responsible loving parent I think it's going to make you a better person no matter whether you like her or not. It will make you a better person if you're a caring, loving parent. Um, And I think the biggest struggle that any parent, any new parent will um, encounter is, like Joe was saying, the unknown. Because you don't know. It's a brand new baby. You don't know what could happen, what will happen. Uh, Things will happen. You will mess up. Uh, You will mess up good, mess up bad. But you need to know that everything that you want to do in life is to, you know, benefit your your son or daughter. Uh, so I think that if you're a caring and loving parent, um, it's going to change you for the better because everything that you wanted to do in life is just for the better and the good of your family. So I think that's basically it, you know. Um, and Joe, before we go, I want to ask you, since you're, you know, you, you said that your dad was there and, and not there and you know maybe a weekend dad or anything like that do you think different of your dad now that you're a dad do you understand your dad now that you're a dad do you uh think you're better or you need more experience as a dad because you didn't have a dad how does not having a dad affected you yourself being a dad
2: um it's difficult because i'm trying i before coming on this podcast I was trying to think of you know what what was the relationship with my father ultimately um and I think all I got from him was a uh, a great sense of humor <laughs> and like a, a slightly um uh, over the top work ethic because he's a, he's a workaholic and I I've got a little bit of that in me as well but then so is my mum so I kind of didn't stand a chance there but um I, being a dad hasn't yet made me come to any kind of profound revelation about my own father um much of of what happened was because my mum and dad divorced, Um, my dad moved to live with his parents who lived you know opposite end of the country to me, Um, well I know it wasn't actually, we are kind of in the, this won't make any sense to anyone who's not from the UK but essentially you've got Reading which is kind of right along the middle of a road on the M4 Um, and we lived in in Swindon and and Reading and that and he moved to Wales which wasn't that far at the time but then my mum moved to the other end of the country which just made it a really big gap so um and yeah my mom on custody so and my dad didn't really uh contest her on that because there was no reason to um so it it was was it was through no 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 one's fault really so there was never like the only thing it ever made me think growing up is is kind of how my family life in general may have been different because obviously i had friends who had kind of complete family units and and other friends who didn't but so it kind of made me reflect on Uh, kind of what my life might have been like growing up, especially because my dad remarried and and had another son. uh, And he kind of grew up with my dad there and and a mum. So he had that complete family experience as well. Um, And as long as I can offer my daughter that complete family experience for as long as possible. um, And, you know, not like I'm saying anything's wrong or anything might happen, but as long as I can give that to her, um, I think I'll be happy. Um, But you know my my dad's kind of a little bit old fashioned so we, we don't really talk about any of the the nitty gritty stuff of parenting we don't, we don't talk about uh nappies or or, or remedies or anything like that because i don't think even he may not have been involved in that especially because of how young i was when he he left or or was asked to leave do um, you
1: um, it's kind of like do you see that was your dad ever around did he help th- uh, your mom financially? Did he made an effort or anything like that? Like for example, like with my dad, he was there. He's still alive. He was just never there. Never helped my mom. Never said, "Hey, let's go and you know, let me teach you how to drive or let me teach you how to throw a ball." Was your dad ever like that or not?
2: Um, I mean, I for most of my life, I'd see him once a month, and it was always him driving to our end of the world to pick me up and take me back to where he lived. And then he'd drive me back again. Um, so he he gave as much effort as I feel he could have done given the circumstances. I mean, he wasn't there for anything like, you know, I don't think I ever had the, the birds and the bees talk with him. I, you know, he obviously he wasn't there for when I learned to drive or anything like that, but he, you know, he gave the, the, I'm not, I'm not sure whether he gave the, what he was told to give or whether he gave a bit more, but he gave my money right up until I was 18. Um and then he gave more money except he put it into a bank account and then gave that to me when I turned a bit older. So um he, he was definitely as helpful and a, as as responsible as I think he could be. Um so yeah, I mean I've I have no qualms on, on, on that score. Yeah, and but. the funny
1: thing about our parents, I don't know how old you are, Joe, but for example uh, Andy and I are, you know, close in age and I think our parents were in a different type of situation where they're told that you are a man, you're strong, you don't cry, you don't say I love you. All you do is bring the paycheck and paycheck to your wife and she will do everything else, right? So I think that, you know, idea or that way of life, you know, still had it in our parents, you know? So they didn't tell us I love you. They didn't, you know, as long as they brought the check, you know, that's basically what they needed to do. So... But this funny thing that i seen with my friends and stuff like that, that now that you uh, are a dad and you have your wonderful uh, girl, uh, have you seen your dad change a little bit?
2: Yeah, I mean, he he loves my daughter. Like, he will he date on her as much as he can. Um, but again, he's, he's still quite, like, the like weirdest thing. We're, tro- we're going to go see him at Christmas. Um and I was like, oh, I want to come up on, on this day. And he's like, no, that doesn't work for us. And I'm like, what? Seeing me and your granddaughter doesn't work for you. I don't understand. And he's like, no, no, just that that day doesn't work for us. Come the next day. And I was like, I don't want to come the next day. I want to come this day. And it's there was definitely a uh, a breakdown, not, not in communication, but in understanding because he's gone actually quite grumpy as he gets older. I don't understand. But um, no, he loves, he loves my daughter uh, as much as he sees her. But he's just very... Uh, firm on when he does and doesn't want visitors <laughs> he's like my granddad my granddad's like that as well um so uh it's very interesting because actually um if we're talking about how to be a dad without a dad uh, as far as i understand it my dad's dad was away a lot on business like he used to work in saudi arabia and so A good chunk of his life, Um, his mum just raised him and their other siblings on their own. And he spent a lot of his life going backwards and forwards from different places as well. So um, oddly similar experiences have come down that particular family tree. So uh, my dad's definitely of the same generation as your parents, um, because I'm like 30. So it's definitely a similar generation. But my dad's sort of like that, but not not quite as stereotypically like that as, as, as other parents of that generation seem to be. Um.
1: But the funny thing about that is that as I could see with you, Joe and Andy and myself, we learn. We've seen it, we learn and now we adapt. I mean, we still work hard, we still bring check. But like I say, you know we still make time to say and for kids to understand, hey, I love you, and you 're the best thing that has happened to me so it's we are adapting to the old generation into this new generation where you 're still going to be firm you 're still going to be strict you 're still going to put your foot down, but you're also going to make them understand that we could have fun, we could love each other i it's okay for me to tell you I love you it 's okay for me to tell you that hey this does i don 't like this, or I could cry, I could be myself with you i don't need to be tough all the time you know do you know what i mean
2: yeah 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 no i, I think that's definitely uh, a thing i'm i'm definitely more affectionate with my daughter than i remember my dad ever really being with me but he i mean he was affectionate it was just in his own way you know so um yeah you know, i definitely the generations do kind of adapt to the generation before and, and their experiences before
0: i i have a question guys as as well which is I, I don't know about both of you, but I found that it's made me more interested in my family tree than I've ever have been before, like in my forebears, in grandfather, great grandfather, grandmother, great grandmother, nieces and nephews and stuff. Is that something that you guys have become more interested in as well? Yeah. Um,
2: well, not, not, not more than I've already had a general interest. Like um, my mum, my mum's my Irish and she comes from a a, a Republic of Ireland family. Um, And there's loads of them as far as I understand, but um, we don't have great (laughs) contact with any of them. And I've never really kind of cared on that side of the family. So I've never really been interested in that side. My my dad's side, um, I know little bits of like my granddad and my great granddad. Um, I, I think the best story that I ever heard about my kind of family tree was that, um, uh, there, at one point my granddad's family was called a biggerman because they were German but they fled uh, Germany when like bismarck was was unifying Germany because they didn't want to be conscripted so they moved yeah. to Australia um, and I think uh, they kind of anglicized their name slightly so it became biggerman and like this guy was a banker and he'd go sit on a rock and fish like every Wednesday or something and it became known as biggermans rock so i used to like boast that my family owned a rock in australia Whoa. called Rock. Now like, i don't know how verifiable this is like i have a friend who's very up on like facts and he's like can you prove this i'm like well no of course i can't <laughs> prove this it's a story <laughs> <laughs> shut up let me have my story um i've always been meaning to go like it's like pipe dream to go to australia and see if i can find that rock in that town like i doubt it's on any official maps but allegedly it was known as as Biggum's rock for yeah. a while whilst that guy lived Lived in Australia, so that's cool. Go check
1: it out. Take a picture. And send it to us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Well, with myself,
1: I actually when I became a citizen of the United States. When you become a citizen of the United States, they give you an option if you want to change your name. Like you could change it to you know, bigger man's rock, and you know, you know, you could be you know that. So as a big uh, fuck you to my dad, I took everything from my dad. So I had my second. You know, Latinos have like. Two names and two last names, right? So, um, you know, my name was Jose something, something uh, de la Roca. So what I did is like the something, something was from my dad. So I took the Jose and de la Roca and put it together and then erased everything from my dad. Right. So basically, I really don't want to have anything connected to my dad and about his history. I'm pretty sure it's very Guatemala-ish, so very Mayan, uh, as you could see myself I look very Mayan-like. I know that my grandma was also half black. uh, So, but my mom, my mom is the European side of my heritage. She, um, her great-grandpa was a military guy from Spain. And the name De La Roca comes from a duke in Spain. There's actually a town or a castle named De La Roca. Uh, so that I know just by Google, but do I want to know like, you know, more about all the stuff? I really don't. Cause like, I'm like the black sheep of the family. Everybody in Guatemala are (laughs) like doctors, lawyers and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I work in radio. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it hasn't made me more interested. It's just, I block one side and I'm more focused on the other side
0: now. Yeah, I I think I understand that. Uh, Like for me personally, I've definitely become more interested, but I think it's also probably highlighted a deficiency, I would say, in my character. So it's something that me and Joe kind of talked about, God, ages ago when we had our... So we we used to do a podcast series together, which is all about games. I can't remember what it was called. I think it was Gaming Goodness or something. Anyway, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to find that, they can. But yeah, Uh, we talked about how... So Joe is kind of obsessed with history, And I, even though I have a history degree, I'm kind of not. Uh, So I need to figure out, essentially, my mum keeps telling me stories about my family and they're way more interesting than I thought I would ever be in them. And I think part of that is just because I kind of want to tell my son just in case he might be interested one day. So, yeah, need to do some research for sure.
1: Yeah, well, we, first of all, we want to say thank you to Joe. Uh, I know he's a very busy man. Uh, Joe before we leave do you want to either give advice you want to give a tip or anything as a how do you feel as a brand new dad uh, anything that you discover like for example you gave me a big tip right now and to everybody out there that if you're going to start with solid foods don't start with the good stuff start with the bad stuff meaning broccoli vegetables I remember that we did rice I, I think you could do egg at the end. But that's a really good advice. Like, don't start with the sweets because then that's what they expect to be and they're not going to eat. This is a, That's a really good advice, Joe. Um, so do you want to give any other advice, any other tricks or anything like that that you have discovered to all of our audience listening out there?
2: Um, not advice, but I will just tell a story just to put kind of every, every new dad at ease because we touched on, like, you know, old... Probably mess up as a dad, and it's you know it's gonna be okay. I'll tell you the the scariest moment of my life ever to date was I'm not sure how old my daughter was, but she'd just been born. Um, I was walking down the stairs with her, and I slipped onto my back. Um, she fell out of my arms and started tumbling down the stairs with me. There was a point where I thought I was either gonna crush her or she was gonna snap her neck, and I was terrified. My wife was at the bottom of the stairs, just kind of screaming at me. Um by the time we got to the stairs, it turned out she was fine. she I was more injured than she was, my, my daughter. Um, she was just a bit startled over the fact that her descent down the stairs was a bit more rapid than she was expecting. Um, and yeah, no breaktes, no bone, like n- nothing was wrong with her. Um, I kind of sat on the stairs for a good five minutes just to kind of collect myself because I had been so scared. So if you want to talk about messing up, um that was a big one. that was it was a great way to start parenthood i think because it can it could there's only one way it could have gotten much worse yeah. um but yeah don't don't worry too much yeah. if you forget nappies or something when You know,
1: just th- don't drop the baby <laughs> it's funny <laughs> how not- how babies are flexible especially at, at a young age right i mean the most uh important thing is the head because you know you want to take care of the head but they're flexible and you know i'm not saying drop them but you know <laughs> <laughs> that they're you know flexible uh yeah it's funny that you say that when my son turned one we were in chicago because i used the money that we've been collecting to take a trip and he he's a happy camper too you know and he was jumping on the on the couch and i was making him laugh because i was behind the couch and i'll be playing peekaboo and i didn't see that he was he was gonna fall laughing back and i didn't get to catch him And he fell on his head and he had a big bump. And it was uh, um, hardwood floors and a big thump. You know, boom. And then for his first, you know, birthday, he had a big uh, bump on his head. And for about half an hour, I thought I was the worst dad ever, that I should have caught him, that I was going to be a bad dad, that I should have caught him, that I... You know, it was my fault he fell, that in my, my mother-in-law was there, my father-in-law was there, my girlfriend was there, but we were playing. So, nobody was able to catch him, right? So, I was thinking to myself that I was the worst dad ever, you know, like, because I failed to caught him. But they, you know, they explained to me, and he was fine. You know, I overreact to everything. So, like you say, it's going to be okay. Andy? Do you that's have any a, any last thoughts? Don't drop, uh, don't drop your kid and don't yeah. make him laugh. <laughs> uh,
0: I've never I've never dropped my son, but I've definitely fallen down the stairs with him. Uh, <gasps> so I appreciate that, Joe. Uh, but it was like five steps, whereas yours sounds way more dramatic. I remember you telling me about that over Facebook, and I think your wife was talking to my wife about it as well. But I think it's totally something that happens uh, especially when you're tired especially when you're doing midnight feeds especially when you know you know you're feeling out of sorts Um, yeah uh, I have thankfully I haven't had anything too bad on that front yet Um, but I do stupid things happen all the time um, really Uh, I think the number one thing is not to beat yourself up about it I think the most stupid thing that I've done multiple times uh over the past six months is just getting into dumb car accidents so like driving reversing into people when I'm too tired or there was a time when I was driving back from Birmingham at like 12 o'clock at night and reversed into a curb. that was like quite high and has completely screwed up my car. So I've been without a car for a past month. Um, just things like that, which when you've got a baby, not having a car is an absolute friggin' nightmare. <laughs> like you have to, it, it restricts you so much. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of my final thoughts, really, man. Like I, uh, to bring it all back around, like Joe's not a massive football fan. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh but you've you've managed to survive during the World Cup Joe. How's how's that been? <laughs> Probably you brought back to the World Cup after
2: all this time. Um <laughs> I mean I I watched England games during the World Cup. I uh, I did I've been a bit lax this year because it coincided with our wedding. So um but yeah, I was as disappointed as everyone else that we went out uh Croatia was definitely the better team on on Sunday mm. or whenever it was. Um uh, they go, lucky. <laughs>
0: I love the feigned interest there. You know, whatever it was, it happened, whatever. Uh, the big question is, Joe, will you watch the game tomorrow, the third-place playoff versus Belgium? Nah.
2: Uh Yeah, no, I might do, actually. Um, if I'm if I'm around, like we might
0: be... What time is it? Uh, it's three o'clock. Three <laughs> o'clock. I'll send you a text. I'll send you a text. I I'd, I'd tell you, dude, I might even live stream it over Facebook for your benefit. Oh, thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a text. I'm, I might be strangely busy, I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, Joe, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you you are welcome anytime to come by and talk about how different has it been when if your wife goes back to work, how difficult it is to find a good babysitter, or if you have a standby parent around, uh, you could teach <laughs> us how to do that and have many, many different other stories. This is your podcast. We're here for all of you guys out there who are dads, uh, and we're just sharing stories about us being dads, I mean, we're just three guys who just want the best for our kids. Uh, Joe, um, you are, are. Can you tell people what you do? Um, uh, what kind of work do you do? Where keep people can find you? If anybody wants to read your work, where can they find it? If you have an Instagram, tell us where to find you. Twitter, tell us a little bit more about you. Where we can find you?
2: Sure. So, uh, like Andy, I'm in the video games industry. Um, I stayed in. Uh, games writing so I am currently editor of uh, three websites uh, wargamer.com strategygamer.com and PocketTactics.com. so uh, some very kind of niche specialist sites depending on your interests Um, I'm on Twitter more than anything else Uh, my handle is at a game of Joes because I was having a Game of Thrones kick at the time Um, (laughs) uh, that's kind of my main kind of professional account so I, I don't really do Instagram or anything like that but yeah you can either come check out our websites or hit me up on Twitter um find me questions about anything, like even dad related stuff if you want to. Um but yeah.
1: Can you repeat the the websites and your Twitter please?
2: Yep, so uh wargamer.com, strategygamer.com, and pockettactics.com and my Twitter handle is at
0: a joes.
1: And it's all about uh the World Cup, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cup,
0: there right. are there are many good pocket football games out there, guys. Uh that yeah, if you could bombard Joe's Twitter account with pocket game football <laughs> suggestions, that'd be brilliant. He loves that. He says he doesn't, he really likes it. So
2: mate, yeah. wait until you bring up iRacing again, then we'll see who's last <laughs> <laughs> Worst game ever. Uh anything, yeah. uh Joe, yeah.
1: before we leave, anything that uh you wanna say about Andy that people may not know without giving him too much trouble? <laughs>
2: um no, I, I need more time to think of a good one. out, <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's fine. He escapes as well. I'll give
0: you a tenner next time I see you, mate. Thanks for that. I appreciate <laughs> that.
1: All right, Joe. Well, thank you very much for being with us. It is a pleasure. you being a great guest. Um, like I said, you are welcome to stop by anytime. Tell us more about uh, your parenting and how's everything doing in your household. Uh, you guys are listening to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad Andy, do you have any uh, last words? Any shout-outs? Any uh...
0: Uh, Yeah, shout-outs to... Uh, blimey, I had a really good one this week uh, and I completely forgot about it. Oh, um,
1: the, all, all England. They did a good job. Yeah,
0: obviously, shout-out to uh, England, World Cup stuff. Um, shout-out to... Uh, a guy... Uh, my... Uh, wife? Uh, yeah, my wife... <laughs> Am I, and my son and everyone that's been putting up with me over the past week uh, and my increasingly tired self. Do you want to um, give a shout
1: out to those people who stopped you uh, at the market and talk about the podcast?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to Develop this week and I actually had quite a few people say, hey, great working on the podcast. So uh, if you're listening still now, uh, shout out to <laughs> Stephen Hunt. Uh, shout out to uh, my uh, friend at Drift IT, Jay Moody, um, and a few other guys as well, um, and Christian Vestor NCSoft. Um, yeah, all amazing people, all absolutely lovely. Um, and yeah. Uh, if you guys could tell a few few more people about the podcast, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. And can you tell people what do you do, where we could find you, help you out?
0: Oh, yes. So you can find me at Gaming Goodness on Twitter. Uh, I work for Free Jam Games. Uh, we're based in Portsmouth. We're a games developer. If you go to cardlifegame.com and buy a couple of copies of that game, that would be brilliant. Um, and if you happen to see Robocraft Infinity in your local GameStop or game or store, wherever you're based, um, Buy a couple of copies, that'd be great as well.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. We had two great guys from England that speak perfect English and they know all about the gaming industry. And there's me. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't forget to subscribe, to like, and if you have any questions, you guys could email us at info that to be a dad without a dad at gmail.com. Info to be a dad without a dad. At gmail.com. You can follow me on How to Be a Dad Without a Dad on Instagram or on Twitter at De La Roca Jose for Joe Robinson, Andy, myself, Jose De La Roca. You guys are been listening to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. Until next time, thank you.
0: Bye, guys.